0: Hey everyone, I'm recording this session on the heels of Serve the City, and what a great picture of the church that was. In chapter 3, Ortland starts out with this great line, Gospel doctrine creates gospel cultures called churches, where wonderful things happen to unworthy people for the glory of Christ alone. But it doesn't end in our churches. A gospel-defined church is a prophetic sign that points beyond itself. It is a model home of the new neighborhood Christ is building for eternity. You know, as we served together this past weekend, uh, we were able to work together and bless our neighbors. I've heard of more than one conversation that started with parents who were attending the Little League game on the field nearby on Saturday who were asking who we were and why we were serving. Some of them even shocked that a church would be serving like that. For us, living out the implications of the gospel, even in our simple service, demonstrates to the world that we're a different sort of people. This chapter highlights the important reality that God is actively redeeming our lives in the here and now through giving us a new heart and a new life, and in the life to come with a new heavens and a new earth, which gives us an eternal perspective that Paul says makes our current sufferings incomparable to the future glory. For us as leaders in community, I want to draw out two points. The first is the seemingly small insight on page 57, where he says this, the promise of the gospel is not about you going to heaven to be with Jesus alone. The promise is that all of God's people will be with Him in glorious community forever. You know, I've often thought about the nature of our adoption into God's family and how that input impacts us now, and, and how that impacts us in community and how that impacts us in our church life. But there is another level here that's new to me, that part of the glory of God's people and eternity will be this corporate identity, that we will be in perfect communion with God and with each other. And how sweet it will be to be in unbroken relationships with each other, without our sinful egos and tainted motives, with only words of affirmation. Because if sin will be removed, there, there's no need for correction. And we'll have songs of worship and speaking together in spiritual songs If this is how it's going to be in heaven, when we pray the Lord's prayer, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven, this is what we're praying for. We're praying for a more complete communion together with less sinful interruption here and now as part of our lives on earth as it is in heaven. The second line I'd like to draw out is related to our current reading of 1 Peter and the nature of our new lives in Christ having hope. A quick study on hope in the New Testament shows dozens of connections and exhortations between our new life in Christ and a new hope. I'm thinking specifically of Galatians chapter 2, where Paul writes this, Remember that you were at one time separated from Christ, alienated from the commonwealth of Israel, and strangers to the covenants of promise, having no hope and without God in the world. But now, in Christ Jesus... You who were once far off have been brought near by the blood of Christ, for he himself is our peace, who has made us both one and has broken down in his flesh the dividing wall of hostility. In the rest of Galatians, Paul continues to speak of this new hope that we have, both individually and collectively, with implications for us in this life and in eternity. It is the same hope that Paul says that he has, which has put him on trial as he stands before Caesar. And it's the same hope that Peter says should mark the way that we live our lives personally and collectively. So I, I pray that we will continue to place our hope in Christ as our salvation. Would you please pray with me now? Father, thank you for the good news of the gospel. Thank you for loving us, not only forgiving our sins and making a way for us to be in restored relationship with you, but then to give us furthermore adoption into your family and give us brothers and sisters from every tribe, tongue, and nation. I pray, Lord, that we would see more of your kingdom in our midst, and as we pray for your will to be done on earth as it is in heaven, God, I ask um, that you would make us an increasingly better picture of this heavenly reality here in our communities and in DCC. Allow us to care for one another, to speak to one another, and to enjoy one another in community more and more every time we gather. Father, thank you for giving us a hope in this life and in eternity. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen.